You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I'm not going to take so much of your time. But that which I am going to talk about, I'm going to talk about exaltation. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about exaltation, to exalt you, to bring encouragement to you. Amen. The title of my message this morning is, There is a Way Out. We are going to read in the book of 1 Samuel 1, chapter, chapter 1, up to 11. Chapter 1. I'll read from the NKJV, 1 Samuel chapter 1 from verse 1. It says, Now there was a certain man of Ramathim, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite, and he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said to the Lord, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. Amen. May the Lord bless us for the reading of his word. Amen. We all know the story of Hannah. Amen. We have heard about Hannah many times. Amen. But I just want to talk about Hannah. Pretend you have never read about Hannah. Amen. Because like what the pastor always say, that it is when you are empty, that's when God comes and fills you. So when you have come in the house of God and you are empty this morning, and you are making that demand to say, fill me, and the Lord will fill the areas of your life that are empty. Amen. We look at the story of Hannah this morning and we, we look at her and we say, Hannah, she was a blessed woman who had it all together. She was a woman with privileges that were many. She Actually, her name means favor. She had a husband who loved her and adored her. She was financially secure in many areas, but she had a but. Amen. She had a but. Amen. Have you ever been in that place where everything is right? Everything is right, but at the same time, everything is wrong. 
Hallelujah. Have you found yourself to be in that place where you are on top of the mountain, but you are in the valley at the same time? Have you found yourself to be in that place where you are having the best of time and you are having the worst of time at the same time? Where you are appearing to all of us as you are succeeding outside, but yet in the inside you are fighting a horrific battle. That was Hannah's story. Amen. You cannot conquer what you cannot confront. Amen. So now we look at Hannah. Many of us are in that boat where we are acting like we have got it all together. Actually, it's a separate thing. Actually, it's a different bouquet altogether. Last, this week, um, that was Tuesday at work, a friend of mine, a colleague, you know, this woman carries herself. She will put on those high heels. She will put on that makeup. And everyone knows her. You know, like, oh, this one, it's well with her. Just by looking at her, it is well with her. <laughs> and she will talk about her husband every time. Oh, sweetie, sweetie. Oh, you know. We know that the husband is sweetie, sweetie. We know. <laughs> and Monday, Tuesday, she called me. Uh, one of the boardrooms, and she was crying. She was crying. She was crying. And I said to her, what is it? And then she said, I want out. So now, you must remember that I'm not even thinking about the marriage here, because we are told about sweetie every day. So I said, you want out? What? You know, obviously, it, will, it has to do with the work. And then he says, no, I want out. I want a divorce. And I said, you, a divorce? And then she started opening up, unfolding certain things that she has been going through over the years. And then my question was, how did you manage to put it all together like this? How did you manage to put this face every day? When you are going through what you are going through and you manage to walk the way you are walking. How? Many of us are like that. You know, Hannah had Penina. Who provoked her? Day in and day out. She provoked her. Day in and day out. Why did she provoke her? The fact that she was pregnant. To say you are pregnant. I mean, sorry, that she was barren. Amen. She provoked her, the reason being that she was barren. And many a times we have given, we have been given names because of the situations that we are going through. People, they will give you a name. That, okay, you are like this, and then we give you a name. And we'll be calling you through what you are going through. Hallelujah. So, Hannah, she was named already. Barren! And then she will come. Penina provoked her. She would have chosen to say, Penina, I am not going to listen to what you are saying. 
Actually, your words are falling into deaf ears. But she chose to listen. And the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that love it, they will eat its fruit. There are times where you are not supposed to listen for other things. When people, they accuse you or when people, they tell you things where you have to close your ears. But Hannah did not. But you see, this woman provoked her. She provoked her to a place where she was helpless. And in that provoking her, it led her to look to God. Have you ever in, been in that situation where you look around and there is no help? And you know that there will be no help. The only help that you have is God. You see, when men, they take you out of the situation, you become their slave. Because they have brought you out of the situation. So you will continue to dance in their tune. So, Hannah had no one to look to. She needed the touch of God. She was so desperate, so much for the touch of God. And it was in that moment where she did not eat nor drink. Where she cried in the presence of God to say, Oh, if you are to bless me with a male child, I will give that child back to you. I have heard that confession. I have heard many people making a vow to God to say, oh God, if you are to come through for me here, be it it's a business, if you are to open a door for me, I will save you. Oh God, that tender, please open that door for us. Oh God, that child, oh God. many times we have said that. A prayer of desperation. When we come to God with a prayer of desperation, God has no choice but to answer. Because this woman understood the covenant. So she entered in a covenant with God and to say, Lord, if you are to bless me with a male child, I will give that child back to you. And God said, okay, fine. Then we see, we read the story. At the end, she conceived and she had a male child. Praise the Lord. There is a way out. You might be going through a situation this morning, but there is a way out. So now we see that when the child is born, the story could have changed. When she saw her baby, to say, this one, I trusted God. So she could have said, you know what? Maybe if I can get another one then I will bring this one to you. But she understood the covenant that she had entered with God to say, this one, it's not mine. So Hannah, because she had made a vow to God, she took Samuel back to the temple. And she said, Lord, I am bringing back to you as I had asked and as I had promised. Knowing fully that where this one came from, there will be more. So, it was a choice to be content with the status. To say, okay, this is the starter and you are content. And you don't move now to the other level of 
uh, the main course and the dessert. But she was content to say, you know what? I'm fine here. This is what I asked of God. But many of us, we have dwelt there on the status. And God has shut the door. Because you did not come back to say, Lord, I thank you. When God saw and said, ah, ah, if only my child knew that there was more to come. But you were so full and you were so content to say, no, this is enough. We have come Many times we have made vows to God to say, Lord, if you are to bless me, I will do this in your house, I will do that. But at the end of the day, you are nowhere to be found when the blessings comes. Sometimes I fear actually to be blessed. I, 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 there are times where I get so scared to be blessed because I have seen people who are blessed and turning their backs from God. And I say, Lord, are the blessings of the Lord, are they supposed to be like this? But the blessings of the Lord is supposed to make you rich and add no sorrow with it. I don't know this morning, maybe you are in that situation where your life is in the valley. Ezekiel was in the valley of the dry bones. A valley, a place where there was brokenness, where there is frustration, where there is pain, maybe you are in that valley in this morning, where the life out of it has left you with bitterness, with malice and hopelessness. But I just want to let you know that God is a God of the second chance. He's not yet over and done with you. Like the way God came through for Hannah, God will come through for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there was a time years ago where actually I trusted God. You know, like you hear the word of God and we say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. This word of faith, you know, you take it in, you take it in, you drink it. You. I came across a scripture that is in the book of Mark 11, verse 22. It says, uh, you shall say unto this mountain, be thou be removed and be thou be cast into the sea and you do not have any doubt in your heart but believe that which is said and you shall have whatsoever. I looked at that scripture. It looked to be good, to be true. I looked at it. I meditated upon it. I meditated upon the scripture. I read it and I read it many times. So I asked myself that, okay, if I believe anything, if I could say to this mountain, be thou be removed and be thou cast into the sea, and I do not have any doubt in my heart, and I searched myself and there was no doubt, then I said, Lord, I want to put you into practice on this one. I continued to meditate upon the word of God. I wanted to go to Zim, and I had never flew in my life. So I said, oh, you shall say unto this mountain, be thou be removed, be thou cast into this, and you do not have any doubt, you shall have whatsoever. The whatsoever was, Lord, I want to fly. Yes, it's nothing to many of you, but to me at that point, it was something, 
because it was my first time. It was going to be my first time. So I said, okay, faith without works is dead. Let me put this work into practice. I found SAA. I did my booking. Oh, you are going where I, you know, I'm going to Zim this day and this day. What, what, what? I'm coming back. Okay, fine. They said, okay, it's going to cost you so much. I said, okay, fine. They give you most time to pray, to, to pay. So, so I continue to continue to pray and to believe and to trust God to stand in his word, to say, this is what you have said. And you are supposed to prove it to me that your word is truth. I continued to believe God. And you remember that uh, if the time comes, that 24 hours, I will phone again. I say, oh, okay, I'm moving it. Then I continued to move it. But deep down, I continued to trust God, to believe God. And it, it happened that 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 week now, it was the week of traveling. I prayed and I prayed and I said, Lord, I stand on your word. If this word is true, may it come to pass in my own life. Believe you me. Remember, I am talking like I am talking and I'm talking about it to say I am believing God. Whoever the Lord chooses to use, it's not my business. But I am standing and I'm believing God to say, I want to see this word coming to pass. I am trusting God. And at the 13th hour, I was phoned to say, your ticket has been bought. Till today, I continued to stand on this word, to say, Lord, your word is true. I hold this word, you know, with all, you know, with all, because it came to pass in my life. So what is it that I'm saying? That you may be going through a situation where there's been failure, there's been disappointment, disappointment, there's been brokenness in your life, financial struggles. But I just want to let you know that God is a way maker. God is a way maker. That situation where you are looking at yourself and you are saying these are dry bones. You have gone through the process of dying, of decaying, of smelling, but what is left is nothing. And you are looking at yourself and you are saying, I have given up. I have given up. But God is a God of more than enough. He goes further and he covers that brokenness. Hallelujah. He covers that brokenness. Amen. Amen. But we must always remember that the word of God is the creative power that was used when the world was created. So when we speak it, that which we speak it for, it will come to pass. But many a times we do not use this weapon. We keep this weapon for ourselves. We don't use it, but we don't know how powerful the word of God is. Saying it today and leaving it and packing it, it is not enough. But if we continue to speak it day in and day out, day in we meditate upon the word of God, that which you are trusting and which you are believing God for, it will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Ezekiel was told that, can these bones live? And this is the question that I'm asking that, can your situation change? Can 
in that situation that you have been confronted with, that you are battling with, can it really change, sisters? And if we are to look at it, the Bible says that question, it is not God who answered. Can these bones live? He was asked that question. And Ezekiel says, no, Lord, you are the one who knows. Because the reason why he said, you are the one who knows, because he wanted to play it safe here. Because the situation was so bad. There was no life in it. There was no moisture in it. It was a life which was finished. There was just skeletons that remained. But God took it and said, okay, fine. You are supposed to speak to these bones. And you are supposed to say, you bones, hear the word of God. And one thing that I'm comfortable with this word of God is that it does not return unto him void, but it accomplishes that which he has sent it to accomplish. When we start speaking the word of God, we are not going to remain in our, in our chains of defeat. When we start speaking this word of God, we are not going to be remain where we are. But you see, the devil will shut our mouths so that we do not speak because there is power in our tongue. Hallelujah. It was the God factor that changed Ezekiel's life. God says, I will put you back together. Born to its born. I will put back the broken bones, those bones back together. Because you must remember that those bones were many in the valley. So it teaches us that the situations that we are going through, it's not one situation. One situation. We are going through many situations in our lives. And some of us already they've tagged your bones as expired. They've expired. But God says there is no expiry date on you. Hallelujah. You might have looked at yourself and you have given up on the situation, but God says no, I'm not yet done with you. I'm going to put you back together, born to its born. Your broken pieces of your life, I'm going to put them back together. You will breathe again. You will dream again in the name of Jesus. You will breathe, you will dream again in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You dream. You have that which you are trusting God for. You have that business. You have that job. You have that husband. You have that wedding. Hallelujah. But we must not remain in the chains of defeat. We must not make the sunrise find us where the sunset has left us. Because we are just sitting. But when we arise to the occasion, when we speak the word of God, our situation is going to change. Hallelujah. Our situation is going to change. What is it that you are trusting God for? You know where you have to trust God for crazy things. Where you say, no, there are things that men can do. And we can calculate and say, ah, you know what, this one, you can do it. But there are other things which only God can do. We can separate, we can blast, we can minus, and we cannot come with an answer. Because it is only God who is in that position, who can change your life. 
Amen. Hallelujah. When you are not going through a situation, it's fine. There was a time where I was not walking. Sister, sister, I had a problem. I could not walk for, for, for some time. And I embraced that situation. I, I, I said, okay, this is now my situation, which means I'm not going to walk anymore. I will come to church like this, and I will sit, and I will see people dancing. And I will see people dancing, and I can't dance. And I can't dance. And I remember one day I lied. I had to go to the altar and then I just lay down there and I cried to God. I did not say a word. It was a prayer of petition. It was a prayer of supplication. Where there is nothing that comes out. You don't have words. The situation is overwhelming you. The Bible says when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. I entered to that mode where I could not speak. The situation was just too much for me to bear. I laid down there. And, and people they were saying, this woman, she's crazy. But you see, I had a situation that needed the hand of God. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And then after crying, I went and I sat where I was sitting. It was after days or weeks. My husband said, but you can walk now. You can walk. I was not even aware that I could walk. <laughs> Amen. But I knew because I had gone to doctors, I knew that that was the hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is able to come through for you. God is able to open doors and opportunities for you. God is able to make a way where there is no way. God is able to come through for you, my sisters. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know why you stopped. You know how you go to those concerts and you're like, we want more. Oh, dear God. You know, I think the last thing I wrote here, when she was talking about going... No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> uh, when she was talking about going to the altar and crying, I, something that came to me was, you can't afford to be neutral. <laughs> that, I wrote it, I said, but don't be neutral. You can't afford to be neutral about the things that you are trusting God for. So it's either you are still in faith and your mouth can speak, you know, like you're saying, you got to a point where you can't even talk. You, you are either in that place where you are, you are still saying, Lord, I trust you, or I believe you, or you are in the place where you can't even say it anymore, but your heart is crying out. But for you to just be like that is a terrible place to be. For you to be in the place where, mm, mm, whatever, is a dangerous place to be. So we can't afford to be what? To be neutral about this thing want to appreciate you and thank you for bringing this word to us this morning. She said God is the God of second, second chance. God is even beyond the God of second chance. He's the God of many chances. Because, um, um, you know, Pastor, I've, uh, <laughs> I've used my second chance already. So, <laughs> so I'm thankful that, <laughs> that I have many other chances. <laughs> so, 
So I'm, I'm thankful to God that, that he's able to do even beyond. And as long as we continue to cry out to him, we always say delay is not denial. The fact that it has tarried. So this morning, we're going to pray. Amen. This morning, you know, we want to pray because we want to remove the makeup from our face. We want to remove, not literally, we want to remove the covering. We want to remove that, you know, the, what, hi, what we're hiding behind, the mask. You, you, that first story she told, the lady, she was together with the finest heels and carrying herself well. And you would never have known that there's something. You know, some of us have been in this faith walk for, for so long that even when we're dying, we're still smiling. <laughs> Can someone testify in this house? Yeah. Even, even when he, he's like, he, he's slaying me, but I will still praise you. Are you following? You know, but that's a good place. That's not, it's not so bad that even though your uh, things are not going well, you can still praise him. No, the problem is when you pretend. That's where the problem is. It's not that you cannot praise him when things are not going well. Oh, yes, it's a sacrifice of praise. Because I can come to him with that sacrifice. I might not be okay, but I can still come and say, Lord, irrespective, I can still praise you. I can still lift up my voice. I can still lay before you. But when you come pretending, because you don't want the next person to know. Because you have an appearance, you need to continue to keep up. You need to show people, I've got it together. That's when there's a problem. This morning, we want to remove the mask want to wipe the makeup and we want to show exactly what is going on and cry out to the Lord. I'm still going to ask pastor to come because the anointing is on her. Amen. And I just want you to lead us even as we begin to pray at this time. Whatever it is that is going on that we're hiding, we're covering. Maybe there are people in this house that even want to be prayed for. You know, there are things going on that you have not been able to tell anyone. There are things going on, you're, you're still like, okay, I don't want them to look as, I don't want to look unspiritual. I don't want to look as if I'm not so strong. I don't want to look as if uh, I'm not as anointed. I don't want to look as if, you know, the smallest thing can bring me down. No, 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 no. But if you're in that place this morning and you're like, you know what, I've been going through stuff and I've just been, you know, covering up, but I need the hand of God. I need prayer. I need to lock shields with people. This morning, I want you to come so that you can pray. But I'm going to leave Pastor to lead us in prayer. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.